with story and everything, I feel like Joel Embiid's it's, it's his to lose. I, I, Although, I, I, I probably should be Jokic. It, I, I think technically should be Jokic. I'm not going to be mad if any one of these three guys win. No, it's truly just one of those three or John Morant and DeMar DeRozan are the like, wait, what the fuck picks. But outside of that, nobody else deserves it. Everybody I agree. The hell. I, it, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Everybody else can, can go to hell. Um, I, I, yeah, I always, I was like setting shit up for all this. Um, uh, and when I was pulling up basketball reference, I was pulling up like different things and it, you know, it shows all those pictures of like, like eight different players. And I was just like, Oh, is that, I was like, I clicked on one of the guys cause it was big Afro. I was like, I can't think of who that is. And I was like, I think it was a Bulls player. I clicked on it. It was Artis Gilmore. I was like, Oh yes. Okay. That's exactly what I thought it was. And then I got to learn Artis Gilmore's wonderful, wonderful nicknames. The A-Train, which is a good one. Oh, that is a good one. It seems like oh, yeah. a classic. That is a classic nickname, but it's it's a good one. Late Sleeper, which makes me wonder what happened. <laughs> yeah. What happened there? And then the last one, probably the best one, Rigor Artist. <laughs> Instead of Rigor Mortis. <laughs> Rigor artist. That's good. Uh, he leads, what does he what? leave the defense stiff? I think, oh, they stiffen up when he's against them. Because I, the, I look at his career numbers here. 1,329 games played. Uh, he played from the age of 22 all the way to 39. Uh, 18.8 points per game. 12.3 rebounds. 2.3 assists on 58% from the field. Hey, also, and 69% and from the free throw line. His, his nice. numbers... Uh, also take a hit because like his like last like three or four years it was yes basically like the corpse of artist gilmore running out there yeah. playing um but like i mean if you look at the rest of, like he was like a rookie season like, average 23.8 yeah i mean he was a fucking star for the bulls yeah. for a long time yeah for a couple seasons there he was really good on him he was a all-star with the bulls four times Nice. Yeah. 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 He was also, uh, he was drafted in like the ninth round or something. And, uh, like, it's always funny to like, think about that. Like back in the day, they were like seventh round. Sorry. Okay. Seventh round. Um, the 15th pick of the seventh round, 117th overall. Right. See, that's what I was just going to say is that there were like hundreds of guys picked in the draft back in the day. They didn't all obviously make rosters, but, uh, it's just wild to think about now. There's literally 60, players that are drafted yeah it's like nothing this feels like well that feels more like it's a football draft because football drafts nowadays like this shit like two days three three, three. Days well i mean really draft. it really could be two days it was two days once upon a time but it because it's seven rounds the first night is only the first round and then they do rounds two and three and then they do rounds four five six and seven okay that makes sense it's yeah. like it's like a little bit more of a ceremony for the first round, which is let's be honest. That's why that's why uh, NBA fucking draft night takes t- like four hours. Yeah, it's like the fucking Oscars because it's just like so much stuff up top, and eventually by the time you get to the second half, you're just like, damn, dude, I want to go to bed. Yeah, but you watch it anyway, and then uh, you're like, fucking, who's Flarney Bonewood? Some guy from <laughs> <Flarney> Seton Hall. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm going to say this right now. Flarney Bornwood is a power forward slash center. That guy's like 6'10". And he was drafted by the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> is this real or are we just uh, – because I just <laughs> – that name sounded made up. And I also – the stats that, I said, they're fake. <laughs> that that name was absolutely made up. Yeah, okay, because once yeah. you said Spurs, it started to sound a little too real. Yeah, that's I was the like, thing. Oh, like, well, you, you hit him yeah. with the – you're like, it's a 6'10 power forward. And I'm like, yep. And he played for the, he plays for the Spurs. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that, Pop got, that, Pop that got is a legitimate six good seasons out of him. He was averaging ten and eight. It was good, good numbers off the bench. Yeah, shot around sixty-two percent from the field. Nineteen ninety-six, that played for the Spurs for four seasons, and then he went and you know, then he went made to the Pistons, overseas. and it just yeah. didn't work. And then, yeah, then he goes overseas. Then he goes overseas. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was going to ask you, have you or Jay, obviously, uh, as you, if you're listening, you can probably tell that Jay is once again out this week. So yeah, it's just Nikki quiet for this long. Uh, but, uh, have you watched the first episode of winning time yet? The Lakers show? Not yet. I actually will probably do that either tonight or tomorrow morning. Depending I watched on... it yesterday and it is fucking excellent. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. The, yeah, I, I think you will excited. like the way that they shot it. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, it's, I'm excited it's, and I It's very good. I like John C. Riley a lot, so I'm excited He's to see him. Fantastic. And, um, Larry Bird is played by Bo Burnham, so I'm excited for whatever he shows. Not up. anymore. He was originally supposed to be oh, it's somebody it else now. Yeah, he didn't uh, that did not end boo, up happening, but uh, but You've oh, got well. uh Jason Clark plays um uh Jerry West and okay. then uh, the guy I like, I recognized the guy that played Magic Johnson. I can't think of his name offhand. Quincy Isaiah played plays Magic Johnson, and he is pretty good. Um, in oh, yeah. just uh, like what what I've I've seen, I don't really know don't anything, anything about him really. Um, I, I, looked, I, think I just this looked is, him up. He is he was in a something called. Corporate Coffee, a six-minute short, and then now he's playing Magic Johnson in Winning Time. I am under the assumption he might be like, maybe like theater actor or something or something else. Because no, yeah, TV that credits. would not shock me. But he, uh, yeah. he's he's good. He he's he's very good. Um, nice. So it's uh, it was it was it was good. There's a you see a pair of boobs in the first like thirty seconds of the show. <laughs> so naturally, I was like, oh okay, I'm I'm into this. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm cool with this. All right, perfect. Look at that. I'm about to watch that. Yeah, um, I have not seen that. Um, I did hear that apparently Will Ferrell wanted to audition for it, but they they were like, no, no, John C. Riley's getting it. Well, this is apparently what caused the rift between him and Adam McKay was this show. Yes, yes, that is what the so, the rumor that I've heard. I don't know. I'm I don't know hundred percent know how any of, if any of that's true, but it would have been interesting. To see him as as Doctor, I'm, I'm also, excited to have. I'm a, also a sh- more upset that Bo Burnham's not because also Bo Burnham's like six five, so it kind of works perfectly. <laughs> I was excited. I was he and he is good. Like he was in. Um, I don't know. Did you ever see that movie? Um, oh, Promising Young Woman. Yes, very good movie. He was he was good in that. He yeah, was he really good, a good in great that. Great job in that movie. So yeah, that, that um, movie's real good. The guy they've got playing 
Larry Bird is a guy, Sean Patrick Small. And he too was in just two minor things prior to this. So um like I get well, I guess that's that's his that's what he's known for. There's a couple other things on his filmography, but like nothing anybody would really fucking know. Like very small Yeah roles. So That's pretty um, cool though. Hey, if this ends up being big breaks for those guys, good for them. That's pretty awesome. I always I always like that. And again, I have not looked up to see there's a good uh, there's a good chance that it's like they both have fifteen years on Broadway experience and anyone who knows anything about theater is like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I also haven't looked into their careers. I'm gonna let's let's peep the uh let's peep. Let's do a little peep full bio also real quick in the on basketball reference going back to that in like the front you know like the homepage of it right at the top it says winning time the rise of the lakers dynasty a viewer's guide you can click on it it tells you when every episode airs as well as the roster and stats for the the teams at the era like the eras like that like i'm assuming it like just content starting in 78 79 it's yeah the 90s which i'm assuming is that like around when i don't know how long uh, was it Do- Jerry Bus, right? Dr. Yeah. Bus. What's it, Jerry Bus? Bus? Yeah. I don't know how long he was running the team, if I'm being honest. Since literally from there to when did he died in 2013. So, okay. I mean, by then, like his kids were kind of running the show yeah. at that point, but yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, it shows you, it shows it on here like every day. It shows like the key Lakers players. It's fucking wild. I'm very curious to see if they get into um the spencer haywood scenario i don't know if anybody is familiar with that story but spencer haywood was a player for the lakers who got like horribly addicted to cocaine and then he would like do he would like stay out all night and like party and like in like the late 70s early 80s and then he would take like quaaludes to like uh like even himself out and he fell asleep once at uh at like during practice and then he hired a mobster to uh like basically i think i I can't remember if paul westfall like if he got cut or if he got benched or what the deal was but then he tried to hire like a a mob guy to kill paul westfall whoa yeah it's a whole thing it's a fascinating part of nba history but uh i'm I'm guessing they're probably going to get into that but i'm i'm curious to see what happens there that's like, um, <clears throat> you know, they had like the Dark Side of the Ring, the documentary series about uh, about wrestling stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they could do something like that for the NBA. Ooh, the big HBO, thing, I think, is always me. getting the, uh, the NBA, to, the league to sign off on stuff like that. Yeah, I guess that is true. It's probably very hard. Because I don't know if... Um, down. Was, was winning time endorsed by the nba like i mean you have to think so because they got they got the the rights to like to the the, um like the lakers and all that stuff yeah to all the teams and i'm like i think you also have to have to get the rights to all the player names as well right there was all those years in video games where you could play as the 90 bulls you could have pippen rodman sg number 23 that guy was great like for years it's like the baseball then, games where they would make uh, like they would Barry Bonds like, always Barry became Bonds. like a thick white guy. 
but it was a white guy. Yeah. So that yeah. you couldn't like, there was no way you could say, Oh, this is like, so it would like not be a likeness of Barry Bonds. Yeah. They had to make him like a, like a <laughs> was, burly white man. Is it was always fucking... like, he it was literally the exact, it was when he was with the giants, when he was like big, big home run hitting bonds. And they was always like a white guy. And his name was always like Mike Matthews instead of Barry Bonds or like, or like, or Mickey Mons. Like they, it was always shit like that. In and MVP just the baseball, same size and the legit like, Every time, just would smack homers like crazy. MVP baseball 2004. He, his name was uh, John Dowd. John Dowd. <laughs> I'll never. And he was a like a big burly white guy with a goatee. Yeah, just fucking ringing dingers. It's, yeah. You know what? It's the video game version of uh, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is a Dominican, and they always just hot, hit it. <laughs> you ever heard that? That's a no. conspiracy theory. That Dominican Ruth, Dominican Ruth. Yep, <laughs> Dominican Ruth. Dominican Ruth. Yeah, Dominican Ruth instead of a baby Ruth. Yeah, it's a conspiracy uh, theory that Babe Ruth is Dominican. And I did not just, know that. I have. I, they I would, will now. I will probably do some research on that. Yeah, now. I have like, like legitimately I, no clue if it's real, but I have heard multiple people say it to the point where I'm like, okay, this is not just a joke that one guy came up with. This is like a legit <laughs> conspiracy theory. And with conspiracy theory about baseball, welcome to NBA. Twelve and a half minutes in, we might as well start this match. Yeah, let's let's. Uh... Welcome, welcome to the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly just talk shit. We did talk a little bit of NBA at the top, but then we got into like football, wrestling, television. You know, whole smorgasbord. What you want? It's what you want. Somebody once reviewed this podcast as a. You walk into a party, you go into the kitchen, and three dudes are just joking and talking about basketball. And I was like, "Yeah, cool. That sounds right." That's, cool. I mean, that that absolutely tracks. Welcome, that's, welcome to the that's kitchen. Exactly it. Because also, that is where I feel like I would hang at most parties because that's where the food is. And anytime I finish my drink, the fridge is right there, right back to it. Uh, what part? Let's uh, my well, hold, hold on before I ask you this question. I'm your host, Nikki Keyless, aka Al Lacart Horford. And I'm going to ask this question to our brethren with less melanin, Tad. Tad, introduce yourself. Hey, then I'll ask question. Sorry. Hey, what's up? It's Tad, a.k.a. Larry Birdle. I like that. That's a good one. That's Top a nice of up with the uh, Wordle situation. Yeah, I enjoy that. You Which I play. There's a basketball I version. I played that today. I played that today. I've played it a couple of times. The first time I played it was Eric Gordon. And I was laying in my bed. It was like seven fifteen in the morning, and uh, my brother had sent it to me the day before. So I clicked in. And I was like, "I'm going to give this a shot." And it, like you click, you know, like it shows you their silhouette, and you get like eight guesses or whatever. And I said out loud to nobody in particular, "Oh, I'd recognize Eric Gordon's fat head anywhere." And I guessed Eric Gordon, and it was him on the first guess. I've, <laughs> I, 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 I've not been so lucky to get it on the first guess uh, since, but that one I said I was just like, "Oh, that yeah, that's Eric Gordon's fat head." So, uh, and it was sure enough, it was Eric Gordon. So congrats. You knew, you knew a business. I also, I was like, cause if it shows, I haven't actually played it, but if it shows the words, people's names, like Giannis Antetokounmpo is probably going to be pretty fucking easy. <laughs> like, Oh, who's this player with 45? <laughs> no. It, so you get none of that. What you guess is like, you guess, like, it'll show you like the team, the conference, like, so you just guess a random player, right. Based on the silhouette. Oh, okay. And then like, if you get the team, right, it will be green. If they played for that team once in their career, it'll be yellow. 
Um, if like they're if they're like six five and the guy you guessed is like six three, that will be yellow because that means it's within a couple inches of the height. Um, if you guess the right, con- like that'll show you the conference. If you got the Western Conference, that will be green. Um, okay, like all that stuff. So and then you and, get eight and guesses. there's like the silhouette. So if you get lucky enough, you could see the big ass head of Eric Gordon. Exactly, or yeah. fathead as he were. That was like my, my brother told me the first time he played it. It was uh, uh, Vucevic, and he was immediately like, "Oh, that's Vucevic!" And like he's like, "I got it on the first try." Nice. And I was like, "It is." Some guys do have a a very uh, distinct distinct um, shape. Yeah, like yeah. no. I um, that. Today was uh, I guess maybe I I shouldn't uh, I, I maybe I shouldn't um, share who who it was. Um, in case anybody wants to, uh, for the world, like the, 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 the purdle. Yeah. I, uh, well, by the time we release this, it will, wouldn't it be a new one? Oh yeah. That's, it's that's the next true. Day. Uh, so here's the answer was, for yesterday's today's was sort of difficult. So I guessed, uh, Donovan Mitchell first, which was wrong, but I got the position right as a guard. And then I went Kyrie Irving. So I knew it was the nets. And then I went Goran Dragic, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas, and on my seventh guess, I got it as David Duke Jr. Um, because literally, I was running out of guards on that team to guess. <laughs> oh man, I don't even uh, know if he like how much like playing time he has even gotten. Not much this at this season. point. I, don't, I mean, except for maybe with because of injuries, but he's played. He's played in twenty-one games this year. And yeah, he's averaging see. five points a game. Okay, so. Yeah. Well, congrats on those five points. More than I'm averaging in the NBA. I'll tell you that much. This is his first season too, so you know we'll we'll see. Oh my goodness! Why? Thank you. No longer talking to you about party situations. I was going to ask that question, but you said he's a rookie, which introduces us. Let's segue perfectly into this week's edition of the Nikki Keyless Random Stack Quiz. Bum, Do bum. it. So Evan Mobley. Became the first Cavalier rookie since LeBron James back in 2003 to have at least 20 points and 15 rebounds in a game. Can you tell me what NBA rookie has the most 20 points, 15 point rebound at least for both games uh, in a season from the 80-81 season to present? Because as we know, if we were to go all time, the answer would be Will Chamberlain, but I don't want to do that. So 80-81 to now. Let's go. I'll just shoot right from the hip here and go James Worthy. No. Oh, okay. List? All I right. I not see him on this list. Okay. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing is on the list, but not first. Fuck. Okay. Um, let's see. Charles He's Barkley 14th. didn't play enough as a rookie for it to be him. From 1881. Man. Hakeem? Hakeem comes in at fourth. Fuck. Okay. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Not fourth. Tied for second, actually. Tim Duncan. Got... No. He <sighs> comes in fifth. God damn it! I was confident that was right. Here's your last okay. chance. He did play against Tim Duncan. Shaq. You sir are correct. Well, I mean, I I, so, I did get. I, I Shaq should have been one out of the gate, but yeah, I was just so, like thinking like '80s basket, like you know '80s. James Worthy was a bad first guess. I, I will admit that, it's all that, right. that's, that's um, a bad first guess. I would say with really quick. So Tim Duncan, like you said, he is fifth place with 15. Tied for second is three-way between 
Hakeem Olajuwon at it's eighteen by the way, eighteen games. Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, and Blake Griffin. Wow. And yeah, he had a good rookie season when he finally came played uh, in uh, was twenty ten twenty eleven. He played well, um, and then Shaq had twenty nine games in which he had at least 20 points and at least 15 rebounds. I, I can't wait for Jay's fucking dumbass text. It's like, oh, I would have got that in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he's, did, he, did, he did that for the last one, didn't he? Yeah, that's why, yeah, I think he did. That's why I'm, I'm um, mocking him. But, so yeah. here's here's something that, uh, interesting shit. If you get rid of, you say rookies that um, to score at least 20 and 15 just all time, it is obviously Will Chamberlain. I, I, it, it just doesn't properly... Uh, like, uh, what you call it? Uh, organize it that far back because of the way that the NBA like did tracking and shit. But I was able to like find his rookie season like game by game. He played seventy two games, and if I'm not mistaken, it was sixty eight of them. He got at least twenty points and fifteen rebounds. Well, yeah, he averaged he averaged like thirty five and like twenty five. It was like I think it was thirty five and twenty seven or something like that. Like. His, <laughs> Best, yeah. his highest uh, to score in that in that span, he had fifty eight points and twenty four rebounds in one game against uh, Philadelphia. Oh no, I'm sorry, no, he was Philadelphia against the Knicks. He beat the shit out of the Knicks his rookie season. Um, and then the second time that he scored fifty eight points was against the Pistons, and he had forty two rebounds that game. <laughs> the <laughs> It's, it's it's insane. I was because like I said, you can like you can, I can look. I looked at his his rookie season and I like looked at his game. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 37.6 points, 27 rebounds a game was his rookie season average. Um, the the craziest insane. thing about him is that he was not the first overall pick in his draft. Yeah, that is mind boggling to me that he went he went third overall. Yeah. Oh, listen to the stats on this stat line uh, against Syracuse on a Saturday. <laughs> this is so specific. February sixth and a win. Congratulations. He scored <clears throat> forty four points and he had forty five rebounds. He had a forty forty game. <laughs> what What is also this is what's hilarious about this too. I'm looking at the 59 draft on, on basketball reference mm-hmm. and Bob Boozer went number one to the Cincinnati Royals and his win shares per game for his career is 64.2. And you're like, you know what? That's respectable not, until you that's see not bad. until you see that Wilt Chamberlain who went three overall was 247.3. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> like will chamberlain is what like little kids when they play 2k strive for when they're playing my career they're just like oh I, those are the numbers i want every day in every game and i've seen kids like i've sometimes you can see people's stats and they they had like 110 points 47 rebounds <laughs> like i'm just like god damn and that's what Wilt was doing nightly yeah yeah it's insane I mean, yeah. I know it's, and, it wasn't fair because everybody was like a foot shorter than him, but still. The other the the thing is too, LeBron and Kareem both have more than Wilt. More oh, for real? 
Winston? Yes, yeah, Kareem oh. 273.4 and LeBron 248.7. Wow. And yeah. You know what that is? That's what we call, folks, the Bill Russell effect. That's absolutely right. To deal with Bill Russell. <laughs> That's absolutely right. If he never faced Bill Russell, we'd probably be we'd probably be looking at like upwards of 300, but unfortunately that did not uh come to be. No, it did not. Well, yeah, that was uh that was this week's episode of Nikhil's Rent Set Quiz. Uh thank you so much for playing. It was a lot of a lot of interesting things there that I had learned. Uh, primarily that Will Chamberlain is very fucking good at basketball, as we already knew. Even from just from the jump, it was right off the back. He was very good. Um, let's go ahead and go into our uh, our rundown for this week. First things first. Uh, another player who was very good right off the back as a rookie, um, but had his, had an injury problem. Zion Williamson is apparently back in New Orleans. People have seen him. Billions of pictures have been taken with him. Uh. And that might be good. His return might be happening for the New Orleans Pelican, who are currently 27 and 37, sitting at 10th in the West. And CJ McCollum has lifted this team up. Him and Brandon Ingram are playing very, very well together. Let's talk a little bit first about CJ, CJ on the Pelicans and what that's done for the team. And let's also then talk a little bit and, you know, speculate about adding Zion into this mix. What's your thoughts on CJ so far? I mean, I was not high on this move when it happened. Uh, just, I, I think uh, my thoughts on Zion Williamson have been well documented here. Um, I guess we'll see uh, the way things go. He's obviously playing at an outrageous clip. He's averaging 26 points a game right now. Um, and uh, <clears throat> along with six assists and, and four rebounds and shooting 40% from three and, and 52% from the field overall. So yes, him and Brandon Ingram both have been on a tear. Um, and uh, I saw that uh, I, I had this quote here. Um, I pulled this up before the show. Uh, uh, Damian Lillard was talking about uh, him with Draymond Green and uh, he's on a podcast and he said, I've been watching every game in New Orleans. Like, damn, he really ain't coming back. It's over. That's where, that's kind of where I've been at. I still haven't even really moved past it. Cause I ain't have to play the end of an era, bro. And I'm just like, man, that makes me kind of sad that like uh, Dame seems, you know, sad about it. But I'm happy for CJ. He's getting a, he's gotten a good opportunity for himself to show that like he can be a number one option on a team. Um, obviously, that team is the uh, Pelicans, so you know, a little bit of a, a grain of salt there. But yeah, yes, um, I agree. I mean, but they're not like I said. Look, they're tenth. They're in the play-in. They are very close. How shitty are the Lakers playing right now? I think they're only like a game back from the Lakers. And also uh, that team, they started, the Pelicans started three and 16. Yeah. 27 and 37. And yeah, they are one game back from the Lakers as, as, as we're recording right now, uh, which would put them up to ninth. Um, they're uh, actually quite a few games back behind the Clippers. I don't think, I don't think the Lakers in New Orleans are going to be uh, catching up to them because the La- Clippers right now are 34 and 32. I uh, four games ahead of them. Are we rooting five. for the Lakers to not make the playoffs? I mean, I guess we're going to talk Lakers later on. I mean, I would say a little bit, but that means Portland's coming through because we could talk also a little bit for the fact that the Kings sure shit ain't coming through. Like the Spurs twenty five and forty, and Portland's twenty five and thirty nine. That's that's a that's your twelve and eleven. And I mean, look, I the Trailblazers that that, that 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 they're not even in the fucking discussion. No, like, I they, think they, I think truly we have our Western play in, which will be 
because I don't I don't see Minnesota. Minnesota's at seventh right now, thirty seven twenty nine. Denver's thirty nine and twenty six at six. I don't think Minnesota catches up to Denver to anybody no. that's in the top six. So I think our plan is going to be Lakers versus New Orleans, and then Minnesota versus the Clippers. I think it what, would be what hilarious a play, huh? if the Lakers get bounced in the first round by the Pelicans, you know, shortly, obviously they won a title with Anthony Davis. So like, you can't be too upset about it, but I do yeah. think it would be funny to see. I mean, Anthony Davis, obviously likely, I don't know. I even know if he'd play in that game given his current injury status, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, what a turnaround for the Pelicans. It's, it's impressive. They're still, are they an elite team in the league? No. No. Um, maybe they are when if Zion well, I was comes say, back. Let's, and let's Zion go ahead and scoot over to that. Like you add Zion into this mix. Does this does Zion add it to this help or hinder this team? Because they're kind of on a surge now with what they're doing with CJ and with Brandon Ingram and to an extent, you know, Valanciunas, because I mean he is contributing. It's not like he's not doing anything, you know, but He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's Jonas Valanciunas. I don't know. I, what you get, I don't know. I just, shoulder shrugs all I can do at that point. But I don't know. Does, does Zion, and oh, you know what I will say? They moved Jackson Hayes to the four. They had him at the five with Zion and it wasn't working. Now they put him at the four. He's been playing a lot better. So that does affect Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes probably going to come off the bench as your four, which I guess that means like, hey, try to get us 20 points off the bench, bud. That's what you're doing now. That's your whole point. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people forget because he hasn't, like, you know, played a ton, obviously, uh, like, really hasn't played, like, at all recently. But, I mean, Zion was averaging 27 and 7 his second season while shooting 60 plus percent from the field. Um, so, yeah, he's good. I think it's safe to say that, like, they'll shuffle the deck chairs around and figure out a way to, to make that work. And, I mean, like, Zion's a fucking generational talent. We all know that. It's just a matter of can he keep the weight off and can he stay healthy? And um, if he does, and if he can, then the Pelicans might be a real threat next season. If he comes back and, and commits to the team and, and, you know, plays the way that he knows we can't, or like the, the way that we know he can. Um, I, yeah. I mean, th- we've clowned on new Orleans a lot, but you know, fuck that. They, yeah, it seems to be working out for them now. And there's a chance that they could end up taking the Lakers out right out the back, which would be I, insane. I, I would um, truly, truly love that. I mean, I would laugh. I'm not going to lie. It'd be funny. And then, I, you know, the rumor I keep seeing is the only team that Anthony Davis will leave the Lakers for is the Bulls. And I'm like, I mean, I, we would take him, but I don't know if we could afford him anyways. Like, thank you, but no. Because uh, that means they're trying to get rid of him and, like, what, bring DeMar DeRozan over? But no. Uh, yeah i mean i don't know like i don't know if i'd want him in chicago at this point like he's just so injury prone and yeah look the guy is a good player nobody's gonna argue that and i want to fucking say that before i'm about to say what i'm gonna say but i i say that because like here's the thing like he's kind of a known commodity he spends most he spends a ton of time hurt you know we've obviously made the joke the anthony data davis joke and uh i mean he the most games he's played since uh uh 2017 is 62 and that was uh that was the the first year um with the lakers where obviously uh you know they they won um they won at the nba finals um but like last year you know he only played 36 games he's played 37 games to this point he's obviously hurt right now um you know he'll like he's allegedly coming back what's the most he's ever played in a season 75 games. 
He okay. did that he in back to back years in back to back. Oh, he did it in twice, New Orleans, right? Two two years in a row in New yeah. Orleans. But then since like outside of that, it's sixty eight games, sixty seven games, um, and then sixty four games are the the most. So, I he's a good player, but I also at the same time think he's a guy who's gotten on by name recognition and reputation alone. Um, I'm not poo-pooing Anthony Davis. Like Anthony Davis, when he is healthy, is a fucking elite player. Nobody is arguing that. But the risk reward comes from like, how much are you going to get out of him? And at this point in his his career, you know, he's been in the league for 10 seasons. Like, um, you know, it's not, uh, your, your body doesn't improve as you get older. Yeah. It, it just simply doesn't. And, uh, you know, he's a big man, which obviously like they have a shorter shelf life uh, than than guards tend to. And so it will be, you know, like, I, I don't know if, you, if you're Chicago and you get him and you can keep most of your current roster intact. Like, yes, that makes your fucking team better when he's on the floor. But when what if he's he not on the floor and what do you have to give up to get him? And like, does it hamstring the rest of like your ability to build the rest of your roster around, you know, Levine and, and DeRozan? And, you know, they've obviously got some good young talented guards in Lonzo and Caruso. Like what, what do you have to sacrifice to get him? And is that trade off worth it? It's hard to say. I don't know. Yeah. Right now I lean, I don't know if I'd want him here, but I understand that. Well, let's stay in LA then. Cause we, we talked in New Orleans might, might be able to take him out, uh, which would be kind of poetic seeing as, as he left the team for the Lakers. Um, but let's talk Lakers. Le- LeBron James recently became the fourth oldest player to score at least 50 points. Uh, well, I guess technically they tied for third. He, him, and uh, Kobe were both the exact same age. Uh, let me double check, run down these these numbers for the old men that scored. Uh, where is it? Uh, da, da, da. Sorry, I got to pull it up. So it was him and Kobe. They were both. There we go. I found it. Sorry. Uh, so he had scored obviously fifty six at the age of thirty seven. Kobe scored sixty at the age of thirty seven. At the age of 38, Michael Jordan scored 51, and at the age of 39, Jamal Crawford also scored 51. You know, this man. So, fourth oldest. So, he's, you know, LeBron James is still being LeBron James, but everyone else on that team is playing terribly. Uh, you know, give or take some guys here and there doing, having some good games. But uh, the Lakers look like shit right now, and all of the blame is being put on Russell Westbrook to the point where psychopaths are threatening him and his wife. Because we can never have nice things. No. No, we cannot. Let's talk a little bit of the Lakers and a little bit of the pathetic that is the human race. Yeah, so LeBron has, like, I mean, he hasn't hasn't been healthy the entire season. Obviously, he set out, like, a fairly significant stretch of games this year. But um, he's still doing LeBron things. I mean, he's, he's scoring at a greater rate uh, than he has since his last season in Cleveland. Like he is averaging his most points per game since he did his last season in, in Cleveland where he, he averaged 29.7. Um, he's averaging 29.4 this year. He scored fucking 56 points in a game at his current age. On like, 30 shots, right? I believe that's I think it was just on is, 30 shots or some shit like that. I, I believe that is, uh, that is, that is correct. Uh, I could actually probably. Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Cause I'm like, that I up. think so. Here we go. Game logs. I got it right here. Um, Bing, bang, boom. Let's see here. Um, okay. 
Yes, 31 shots. 19 of 31 from the floor for a a six. He shot. He shot 61% from the floor. That included a six of 11 effort from deep. He also grabbed eight rebounds. Only dished out three assists. But I mean, how many assists can you expect him to get when he's playing with uh, the guys that he's playing with? Now, here's the thing. LeBron is still having a phenomenal season. The Lakers are not good. They're not a good team. And there's no one to blame for that except for him. And this is what this is what LeBron has frankly done throughout his career is he goes to a team, he improves them drastically, and then he sort of leaves them high and dry when he leaves. He like basically hamstrings a roster, basically like gets them to bring in the players that he wants, his friends. Um, like the way that they operated like the Lakers this year was basically like, you know, uh, a, a guy like, like being like, who are the best players in NBA 2K like 15? And it's like, let's get, let's bring those guys in and, and, yeah. and have them, you know. I mean, you know, Carmelo hasn't been terrible. He's been a helpful player this season. Um, uh, from there, well, DeAndre Jordan now plays for the Sixers. Correct. Uh, so I guess we know how that whole thing went. Um, so, you know, Russell Westbrook has been very bad and not deserving of, of the vitriol that is being thrown his way. No, but he um, I think it, it's I mean, one thing to say that he sucks and that he's playing like shit. That's fine. It's another thing to, to threaten the guy's family and like, like just harass him constantly. Like, yes, he's a professional athlete. Yes. They sign up for these things. Yeah. And I will say yeah, this, like, this was one of his better games. He had 20 points, four rebounds, four assists. Unfortunately, he also had five turnovers. Uh, but he shot thirty three percent from three and fifty three percent from the field. Like right, and so trash. like I mean, there's still some That's of it good numbers there. But I mean, well, I sent this tweet to you. Someone had tweeted, and I gotta look at who the fuck it was. But legitimately, someone I'm gonna look it up now uh, to double check. Ben Steiner. I don't know if that's anyone famous. He said, if you put Russell Westbrook on the Orlando Magic, uh, the worst team in the NBA, guarantee you they make the playoffs. Oh, wait, Ben Steiner is someone else. He's an NBA reporter. <coughs> oh, Steiner. Not Steiner. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> you don't think I, you could drag him up? <laughs> I No, that team is really bad. Um, as some may know, that I, I once upon a time rooted for... Uh, the Orlando Magic um, up until very recently. Um, I still, I mean, I, I obviously, I still follow them and I still pay attention and, and whatnot. Um, I just much, I, I enjoy the Bulls much more. Obviously they're, they're better. Nobody, I'm not going to dispute the fact that I enjoy rooting for the Bulls and they're good, but I also live in Chicago and I have for eight years. And it's, it's a lot more fun to root for the Chicago based teams. That said, I will never in a million years root for the Cubs or the Chicago bears. I just simply will never. Um, those are, those are two teams I will, I will never root for, but, uh, and with like, there's a lot of shit going on with the Blackhawks, like uh, from an organizational standpoint that I, I won't get into since this is not a hockey podcast. Um, but, uh, look, as somebody who rooted for the, the magic for a while, I still follow them. I could, you know, talk about them all day long. Russell Westbrook does not turn that team into a playoff team. I'm sorry. They, they, he just, he simply, he, he just, he does not. They're, they're fucking maybe, terrible. Maybe a game or two away from the play-in is what he turns into. Sure. Into. Maybe instead of being dead last in the East and arguably the worst team in the NBA, they're 12th in the East or 11th in the East. But they're, uh, that, that team does not improve so much that they're making the playoffs in Orlando. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just insane. But um, yeah, I mean, like that, the, 
the Lakers are they're bad and they have a bad roster and the, you know the, there's a there's nobody on that roster that's that's coming to the rescue you know yeah um, like that's just the that's the the reality of it and uh, I mean LeBron can do LeBron things all he wants but he's also to blame for the current roster situation but to to some extent obviously like you know the Lakers run their own organization but a lot yes. of teams will bow to the whims of LeBron and. This is what they got. And you know what? You won a title two years ago, but uh, I think that window has slammed shut and it slammed shut pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, that that team is donezo. That said, Let's, stop harassing Russell Westbrook. I yeah, know we make fun sure. of him on this podcast and we clown him on this podcast. And yes, he's on the decline and he has declined quicker than we've historically seen a lot of guards in the NBA decline. But like the guy, he's 33 years old. He's been in the league for 14 fucking seasons. He's done a lot of good things. Leave the guy alone. And the, the, here's the thing. I, I I keep saying here's the thing because here is another thing. Look, the guy's made $300 million in his career, and he's going to get paid another 40-plus million, I think $47 million next season. He's not worth that. And, and I mean, we, we know that. But, yeah. like, here's the thing. If you offer me a $200 million contract, I'm signing that every fucking time. Yeah. Like, you can't hate the guy for signing a contract that a team was offered to. Like, Ten the, times the team out of offered him. I'm signing Big, that t- ten, ten times, out of nine. fucking absolutely, ten times out of nine. I'm signing that fucking contract. So, look, you can you can clown the guy for being bad, um, you know all that stuff. But at, at the end of the day, uh, like threatening his family or you know those kinds of things, like that's not okay. And like let's let's not do that. Now, if you want to threaten the the lives of some of the NBA referees, I'm not going to stop you. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, I would, but <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, c- come on, like, let, like, keep it to like his play on the court and not like threatening yeah. the man in his his personal yeah. life. Like, like that, hey, that's you're not playing cool. well. That's one thing, but uh, I'm gonna kill your wife because you suck is uh, uh, clearly overboard. Yeah, extremely so. Um, yes. That said, here's the thing, man. Like, Russell, turn off the TV, get off Twitter, get off Instagram. You know, like, do yeah. the things that you no, can to to, you. to you know avoid it social media and that shit's bad for you anyway. So just stay the fuck yes. away from it. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's a good, a good, a good, very good point. By the way, folks, remember to follow the podcast, uh, on Instagram and Twitter and all that. Uh, let's scoot on over to a couple more happy news. Uh, Nikola Jokic is playing his fucking ass off. He has been playing quite, quite, quite good. Uh, so has Giannis Antetokounmpo and so has Joel Embiid. Those are at the moment, the three front runners for the MVP race. Let's talk a little bit about these guys playing very, very well so far. And who do you feel is probably like, who do you feel is probably going to be end up getting an MVP this season? I at think, this point, I think right now it will probably be Joel Embiid. I think part of that reason is I think people wanted to give it to him last year, but then obviously the health issues, if the season ended right now, um, I think it would likely be him. Um, it, it, it is funny. We literally talked about this last week and now like, this is how quickly like the narrative shifts. Yeah. Um, cause like Jokic is also having a fucking historic season, but so is, so is Giannis. And I don't think we can discount what Giannis has been doing, especially as of late. I mean, he is like, he is, he's like taken his game to uh, another level uh, towards the end. Like as we, as we close out this season. Yeah. Um, but Embiid has also just been playing out. All three of these guys have been playing out of their mind. There is not a it's right. It's been fun game. basketball. There's there's not a, 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 what I should say is there's not a wrong answer to this question. If any three of these guys win MVP, they're absolutely all 
deserving. And what's hilarious is last week I said that Jokic had the highest uh, efficiency rating in NBA history if the season ended, but then I quickly corrected myself after realizing that was wrong. Well, since we talked last week, he has reclaimed the top <laughs> efficiency uh, stat from Giannis. Um, and so, yeah, I've I seen mean, some. Just, I'm trying to find a couple things here. I, it might be hard, but like statistically, it should 100% just be Jokic. But because I think like they're down in sixth, sixth place right now, and the Sixers are second place, it's the you know the story kind of is working better in Joel Embiid's side, and like. Even with James Harden, he's still putting up big numbers. He scored, what was it, 43 against the Bulls? I, but see, I would almost make the argument that, that Jokic having the Nuggets in sixth place with, and I said this last week, is, is like just with, like with, with him, like that, that's all, that, that, like as far as star players go, like they don't have Murray. They don't have Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. It's just it's just him willing this team to, to victory, and he's doing it um, at an absolutely unbelievable level so a fun thing thanks to espn stats and info joel and b uh recorded his, against the bulls he had his 10th game of the season with at least 40 points and 10 rebounds only two players since the 76 77 merger have ever done that both went on to win the mvp and that was russell westbrook and moses malone russell westbrook you know the 16 17 season sure um, sure, sure yeah so I think the. Oh, no, uh, I'm sorry. He's not. The, no, no. There's one other person who did it. <laughs> one other person who, who had 10, but they didn't get the uh, MVP. And that was James Harden, 1819. He also had, did that 10 times. So his own teammate. <laughs> I, well, the, the, the crazy thing, I think, too, that like we, we, we're overlooking is that not only, though, is like, you know, they have, uh, they have comparable stats. Um, Embiid is averaging four points more per game than Jokic is. Um, but Jokic is also uh, like averaging almost three rebounds more per game than him and four assists more. He's averaging eight assists from the center position um, where uh, Embiid is averaging four assists. And I, look, I realize like, you know, they're forced to run the offense a little bit more through uh, through Jokic. But at the same time, um, like, I mean, Jokic has, has been a, like a, a big assist. Like he averaged eight, he, he's averaging almost, he's averaging a little, a fewer, uh, like somewhat fewer points this season. He's just barely under his assist total from last year, but he's also grabbing three more rebounds a game. Um, and he's shooting more efficiently while being relied on as the, the number one, you know, like an utterly number one option on that mm -hmm. team. So this is this is this is a fun MVP race because it's like we you know there there hasn't been we've talked about this before where like the MVP narrative shifts throughout the season but then there gets to a point where we feel like the guy has been anointed we're all just like yep it'll be him at the end of the year yeah. like we already know this is one of those situations where I'm like who the fuck is it gonna be like because it could be Giannis I think Giannis is the least likely to win just because he's already won two which I think is so fucking stupid that we get to a point where we're like well he's already won a few so like let's not get well, it I just saw him. a thing really quick adding towards his resume he's currently number one in uh uh, points per quarter in the uh, fourth quarter, as well as uh, field goal percentage in the fourth quarter. He's averaging 8.7 points uh, in the fourth quarter, as well as he's shooting at 55% from the field. First place in both categories. Second, second place in both categories is DeMar DeRozan, but uh, I think DeMar DeRozan is firmly in fifth place at this point. 
Um, but yeah, like that, this three is a very good three man race and it is. And I think I said this either the beginning of this season or like a season ago, I definitely said Giannis will probably hit the same thing that happened with LeBron where it's like, well, yeah, he's just putting up the numbers he always puts up. Historical numbers, but they're what he always does. So why does he deserve the MVP? Like, I and I truly think, like, in another season or two, just like LeBron James, he'll win back-to-back again. And that's how he'll get four. And then probably cap at four because people will be like, man, he, he's doing the same shit. We don't – which is in, insane because it's the same amazing numbers again and again. But I think, like you're saying, with story and everything, I feel like Joel Embiid's – it's his to lose. I, I, Although, I, I, I probably should be Jokic. It I I think technically should be Jokic. I'm not going to be mad if any one of these three guys wins. No, it's truly just one of those three, or John Morant and Demar Derozan are the like wait what the fuck picks. But outside of that, nobody else deserves it. Everybody I agree. Hell, I it, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Everybody else can can go to hell. And the crazy thing is too is that we are like. Embiid and Giannis are both only 27, and so is Jokic. They're like all three of these guys are, are only 27 years old. Um, yeah, and all three so, of them. The wild thing is, like, all three of them. You know, because they're saying, like, you know, LeBron's going to be dipping out soon. Who's going to be the face of the NBA? And truly, the the main face of the NBA people are like these three dudes at this point. Three three uh, three immigrants in the face of the National Basketball Association of America, the NBAA. The NBA, the National Basketball Association of America. It's the. It's actually the. It's the ANBAA, the American National Basketball Association of America. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. Any of these three dudes could one thousand percent do it. Yeah, and I'm fine with any of them winning it. Um, yeah, which I is mean, funny I'd because be last week I think we were like, yeah, John Moran is firmly in third place. And now we're like, yeah, John Moran doesn't have a fucking snowball's chance. In hell. No, 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 no. Now it's now it's tied for first place is the three, the three biggins, the three 27 year olds, 22 year olds in fourth and the 31 year old or 32 year old. I don't know how to hold DeMar DeRozan is 32. I think he'll be in fifth. Uh, yeah. DeMar DeRozan 32. Is that right? Let's uh, let's let's 30, sneak a peek here. Yeah, 32 and 13 days. Um. So, congratulations, Derek Rose. You're still the youngest MVP ever. Because I, like, I mean, look. Unless I just said that, now John Moran goes for like four straight games in which he scores 50 points, and then they b- drags the Grizzlies up to first place. Sure, but I, I don't see that. Happening. If that happens, then you have to give him MVP. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, then congrats but... to John. I don't. I still don't know if he'd be the the youngest. I think Derek Rose might be. It just depends on birthday. But that's just semantics. Wild. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean look, like I, I've said it a million times, but like we're in a good place as far as the league goes and there's young talent in the league and, and you know, yes. good young players uh on, on many different teams, you know, they're like and that that's uh that's always a positive. The the more parity you can have. Um, unlike that video I sent you guys on Instagram where it was like the Lakers or the Warriors and the Cavs again and it's Robo LeBron in his fiftieth season. Uh, I'm glad we we're not dealing with uh with with yeah. uh, something That's like not that. Actually, happened. We got we got some good good basketball for now and good basketball on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely I was, right. I well was, said. I was about to do like the the circle of life thing, but I was like, I don't I don't need to scream that. 
and then it just ended up being a very long pause. <laughs> I was just like, "No, nah, I don't. I don't need to do it. I don't need to." Do it. <clears throat> Damn, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, twenty-eight five and five. This is this is his best season ever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fun stuff. So I good mean, for him. Things are things things are good. NBA is in a good a good spot. Uh, this is one of the most competitive seasons we've ever seen in the league, and I, I don't think that there's a a clear uh, front runner for uh, you know uh, the the like to to win it all. Um, having said that, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that the, the Suns have still been playing well despite the absence yep. of Devin Booker and Chris Paul, which we addressed the Cam Chris Johnson, Paul absence last week. Cam and Johnson course, went off uh, and got uh, um, Julius Randle ejected from the game and then yep. just a couple of days later julius randall went off dropped 46 last night or something like that um yeah i mean dude that's something that's at least nice it seems like even shitty teams got good players because Kay cunningham has been playing great detroit has surprisingly been winning more games than i thought they would again we know like yes orlando's the worst team and he oh speaking of not playing good in the last 20 games there's only two teams to go three and 17 they are can you guess since wait, since when? In the last twenty NBA games, what two teams went three and seventeen? The worst record in the last twenty games. Oh, it's the Nets. Uh the Lakers? The Rockets. Both went three and seventeen. The Lakers, Nets and Rockets, or or just the Nets and Rockets? Actually, no way, it might be all three. Hold on. I think the last twenty games is all three of those. The uh, or I read it wrong. Oop, did I screw up my readings? And now I can't even fucking find it. All right, disregard that last one. There's a chance that whatever I said was incorrect. Yeah, whatever. We're, we were close enough. You can fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, look, if you want to fucking get the right answer, to it's going to take a minute yourself. for me to find it. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't just keep looking. Might be a little too much. I don't remember. Uh, that's okay. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, Ben Simmons thinks that because he's going to deal with vitriol from the uh, 76ers fans, uh, when they go back to uh, when he goes back to sit on the bench for the Nets against uh, the 76ers, that that somehow means he's entitled to recoup some of the $20 million that he's owed by that team because he refused to play uh, to that. I give a giant middle finger and the world's loudest fart noise. The world's loudest fart noise. I like I'm going to fucking play a most sad song on the world's smallest violin. Like fuck out of here, dude. You could have played. You decided not to. Here we are. What a combo. World's smallest violin, but then the world's loudest fart noise. That's right. That's absolutely right. You won't be able to hear the world's smallest violin over the sound of the world's loudest fart noise. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to be able to hear the sound of the world's smallest violin because you've lost your hearing due to the world's loudest <laughs> fart sound. <laughs> That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Is this episode going to be called World's fart Largest Fart Noise? <laughs> You'll have to. Fi- you'll find out tomorrow when we. Or I guess you'll know. You'll know what the answer to this question is when you're listening to the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess that might be it. Then you want to just do some plugs? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at tad That's t a d dot h a l l. Perfect. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza. You can follow the podcast at NBA Pod, and if you're in, on TikTok, follow at Valley Ghostbusters. All right. For Jay, who's not here, he's 
he's still in New Orleans. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Jay was Jay was said fucking. We got to see Jay on television as he watched the New Orleans Pelicans uh, beat the living shit out of the Kings. Uh, he paid one hundred and eighty dollars for a course. It I was think. crazy cheap. I could not believe it. Same day, one hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, he was second row. Like we, you could. He was sitting behind the Pelicans. It was insane. Uh, so congrats to Jay on that. Which is and, wild because that same day my cousin was sitting courtside at the Nuggets game. Well, so. congrats to everyone else who gets to sit at courtside. Yeah. Tad, may may you and I have courtside seats very soon one of these days. All right. I'm gonna fucking manifest that shit. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna manifest that for the both of both of us. If I happen to get one, I'll be like, get your ass on a plane. Let's go. I'm assuming I'm just assuming if I get them they'll be for Clippers or Lakers. Uh let's be honest, this means it's gonna be the Sparks. I'm gonna get tickets for the Sparks. We're going to go watch the WNBA. We'll hey, see Eliza Kambich. I'm in. I'll fucking fly out there. I'll fly yeah, out there. I'll watch that. Court side of this park. Why not? I'd watch that shit. I don't give a shit. All right. Anyways, the, we're supposed to be saying goodbye. Uh, <laughs> not making, not making, not manifesting plans for ourselves to watch. Jay will games. be back next week, so don't he worry. He will. We'll be more rained in uh, uh, when, when Jay returns. We assume. So. We, we assume. Anyways, yeah. Make no guarantees. <laughs> we can't make guarantees. For Jay, for Ted, I've been Nikki. This is NBA. Enjoy the rest of your day. See ya.